I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, guys, to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Uh, this week's episode is about one of my favorite albums of all time, one of my favorite bands of all, and it's just been reissued in the last year on all formats, on cassette, on vinyl, and on, C- and on CD, and yes, I have all three of them delivered, including the original reissue of it and the original pressing and picture disc. What we're going to talk about tonight is 1989's Prime Evil. This is the first album with the new lead singer for Venom, Tony Demolition Man Doolan, after the original um, lead singer and founding member of the band, Kronos, or uh, Conrad Lant, left the band. After the Calm Before the Dawn, Calm Before the Storm album in 1987. Now, why he left the band, I'm not going to go into. It's not for that's a different podcast. This is just to talk about what what happened after he left. Now, you imagine you have a three-piece band, uh, and its founding sort of frontman, bass, and vocal and lyricist, one of the main lyricists, comes in and uh, uh, goes. Sorry, it's quite a big hole to fill. So, luckily, luckily, because the band is from the Newcastle area up in the north of England. Um, they obviously knew Tony because he'd been in an atom craft since 79, which was one of the uh, leading sort of new wave of British heavy metal bands from the north. He originally started out on guitar and vocals, and then he ended up on bass. Uh, all for the good for us, because there's only one guitarist in Venom that should be in Venom, and that's Mantis, Jeff Dunn, well, you know, unbelievable musician. So... What happens when Tony comes in? Well, actually, I think what happens is uh, one of two things. Firstly, it has fresh spirit to the band. But secondly, and don't, sorry, Conrad, if you're listening to this, he brings more musicality to the band. Because he's a guitarist, first and foremost, him and and Jeff uh, really just hit off and made some, uh, you know, just this to me is their best album since the first two albums truly um it's an album out of time so it doesn't sound like an 89 album 
It doesn't sound like a 79 album. It doesn't sound like an album. It could come out at any era and you would go, this band is just on top of its game. It's funky. It's hard. It's aggressive. It has some of the best musicianship I've heard in a long time. Had heard in a long time, sorry, until I'd heard this album. It's produced by Nick Tauber. Now, Nick Tauber has produced a lot of my favourite bands. Marillion, The Stiff Little Fingers, Cockney Rejects. Um, Toya, you know, you name it, he's done it basically, and uh, he's a very gifted producer. And so to get him on board for this album was again was a coup. I think he'd already done a Calm Before the Storm, so he knew the guys, but obviously he didn't know Tony. So amazing. So what we're going to do with this episode is I'm just going to sort of go in and give a brief, I sort of overview of each song, song by song. Uh, it might be a slightly longer episode because it's a lot to get cover, but uh, we'll have a break in between anyway. So imagine this is side one, and we're looking at the vinyl when I've put it onto the table. And what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the first Prime Evil, the opening track. Now, often on an album, the opening track will either kill it or thrill it. You know, it'll either go sink it or make it sore. And this one just does that. It makes it sore. It primeval. You start with a dial-up tones on of an online. You know the old. If you're old enough like me, guys out there, you'd all remember the dial-up tone when you hear it. You know the squeaks and pips uh, about to go online. Then you get some there are some um, amazing sort of wind chimey effects. This album also has, for the first time, sorry, um, uh, a fourth guitarist in Al Barnes, if a rhythm guitar, and it can it comes across that way on the album. Anyway, so you have the dial-up tones, and you have the wind chimes, and you have keyboard sort of just suspensefully bringing you into the piece. And then you get this double-layered guitar piece come through, and then with this punch and this hook, you get Tony's vocals. He has this ability when he's, voc- when he's on his top of his game tone. He's a really nice guy. I'm sure you won't mind me calling him Tony. I talk to him a bit. Um, He's, he rolls his R's. His vocal deliverance is... It was spits the vocal at at you. It's... It's it's, it's so forceful, so dramatic, so um, eloquent, but yet so dark at the same time. Um, I've never... the I've never really heard since that much heavily in Venom. I'm sure there were in... Um, I think Carbon Before the Storm had it. Maybe... Uh, position I just don't really think of them as a band that would have that instrument but it really really works here um, the lyric is is staccato almost it the bass intro is just sweet I mean you can see you can hear Tony's influences here where he's a, a Sabbath influence and he's um, very much influenced if you watch him live he's the way that he sings and, and his demeanor uh, with the great uh, Lemmy so he has that kind of growl and almost swallowing the mic, but he's attacking those bass strings with this heavy pick. Uh, it's just furious, and what a great opener! And it, and it's also the way. How do I describe it? Describe it. It the lyric that the opening, the choruses are just so beautifully timed. There's a pause in between. Just click my fingers there. There's a pause in between. There's there's a beat taken and then it's back in and there's a beat taken and it's back in and it's just delicious um and then of course after that 
uh, we then move furiously onto Parasite. Uh, Parasite, what can I say? I think it's my favorite song on the album. It's uh, it has a delicious way that again Tony rolls his R's, you know, in in that in the lyric, um, it just punches you straight in the stomach. Um, it's just that the second fate the guitar is doubled again here because you've got the rhythm and you've got so you've got two guitars and it's it even sounds like there's four or five guitars and that wouldn't be surprised the way that Nick edit, um, produces albums. It's a, there's a there's a pulse, there's a hold and a pulse, and there's a hold and there's a pulse in this song. It's just, um, it's I think this truly is the best song they have written since possibly, I mean, Inomine Satanus, and that's a big call, guys. Sorry, Tony. I mean, I, I mean, and the guys in the band who might make they made they've made hundreds of amazing pieces of music, but for me, just personally, this one is my most my, my most favourite. Uh, again, the lyric is is stark. Um, it's personal. It's about be betrayal uh, and not you know being told one thing but given another. Um, but hangers on. Uh, it's it's barbed. It's venomous. Exactly what you want from a venom song. And honestly, there's a slight echo on all of the vocals for Tony in this album. It is. I reckon the best produced album they've done up until 89. Of course, the albums afterwards I will discuss, but up until 89, this album, I think this is when they became Venom, really. I think they they dropped the lo-fi slight, you know, side of the things a bit more. They become more musical and, uh, and dare I say, it, a little bit more progressive. Progressive for their music, anyway. And then we move on to... Um, move on to the crowd favorite blackened of the priests um i saw them four years ago here in canberra it's the first time i'd seen them live uh, obviously I've, I've never seen them with with conrad or with sorry with with chronos uh, i don't think i've lost anything there i think uh, seeing them in the basement um with my my daughter's boyfriend came along he took i brought him along to see them was a spiritual moment um i got to be within three inches or four inches of of mantis's guitar and him being one of my heroes um was just awesome uh, you know and and tony just as a being one towering above us spitting out the lyric and 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 mantis sorry abaddon just drunkenly thundering those skins um I've said it before and I'll say it again, the greatest bands in the world are often three-piece and this is a good reason to say they are just phenomenally tight live. Anyway, Black and Other Priests. So it's a, it's a, it's a crowd favourite. It's got chunky seesawing guitars. It's got echoes on the vocals, like I said. Um, it almost sounds like he's he, he, Tony's singing it from an altar. He sounds vaguely religious, you know. It's good again. They're using a synth and this use of, uh, of 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 recording technique to give it a depth that a lot of their other albums didn't have. They became towards the latter end, middle end of the eighties. They were a bit cleaner, a little bit more rock and roll. This was it. Sort of went. Feels like it's back to at war with Satan, and it would sit really well on that album. It really would. I think this is truly a masterpiece. 
uh, of a track. I mean, I'm going to say a lot about this album because um, this album is my favorite album. Sorry, I'm clicky keyboard. There, uh, one of my favorite albums of all time. So I'm I'm, I'm going to be praising it a lot. I mean, obviously, but there are. I'm I'm being honest, fellas. I really am. This is Black into the Priests. Even taken out of context on the album, is an amazing song. So. If you follow Parasite with that, I mean, you can't take a breath. It's just ridiculously insane. Tony's lyric is intense. His bass playing is just, again, sorry, Conrad, thunderously far apart from yours. Much more musica- musical, much more um, intriguing in his use of time signatures, much more, feels like just more honed musicianship. Anyway... Russell, Russell, Russell. Now we move on to again speed. My God, the speed of this album. I've said here that it would make it would give some of these thrash bands a race they could not win. I mean, this was the era of thrash, eighty-nine to ninety, when Metallica were hitting their straps and um, Megadeth and and you know Exodus and all those you know Testament. These guys would absolutely blow their balls off for speed and for just intensity. Uh, carnivorous again it's the way it's the way that tone delivers it carnivorous it's just it takes you it it's what rock it's what rock and roll to me the sound of this song is what rock and roll really truly is it's it's the it's the heart and soul of rock and roll it's fast it's dirty it's fun it's aggressive it's only two and a bit minutes long it doesn't hang around Jeff, I mean, Mantis' guitar here is exquisite. It's textured, it's fast, it's clean, it's dirty, it's technical. It's just, it it, it, it sounds to me like the sort of stuff that, um, that, that a lot of the punk bands were doing. I mean, of course, we know, if you know anything about Venom, they're more akin to the punk movement than they were the New Wave of British Heavy Metal. I think think they like that moniker. They're more just heavy metal with a punk bass, that lo-fi rock and roll sound. Just amazing. Yeah, it it it, it took my breath away the first time I've heard it. I had to, you have to sort of, you almost need to be experienced in this sort of music to really get your head around it. Because it's not round for long, but while it's there, it will crush your balls against the wall. It really will, guys. It will pummel your head into the crowd. You need to know what you're doing if you headbang into this song. Let's just say that. So if you're learning to do headbang, don't do it to carnivorous. Uh, I, I also think this is the probably the proto, you know, extreme metal fresh song. I think it's the sort of song that most those bands would listen and go, hey, guys, we can do this. What if we can get it faster? It's okay to get it faster, but can you make it musical? And these guys have got it fast, 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 but musical, musical, musical. So that's a again, that's the tone influence. That's Tony's um, musicality in conjunction with Jeff's genius and the, just the power of 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 Abaddon on the skins. Anyway, I've talked enough about this album so far. I'm going to take a breath. I need to get a cup of tea. We'll flip it over and look at the other side. We'll get and we'll talk to you about the other songs on this album. Uh, after the break. Talk to you soon.
Welcome back guys, I've just got my cup of tea, soothed the old vocal point, um, chords, moving on to the next track. So here we come into skeletal dance, or skeletal dance, depending on where you come from guys. Um, now, I did say that I love every song on this album, and I do love them all. I just There's just one slight song that doesn't quite sit for me in the mix, and this is it. Um, I'm not quite sure why, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it's because it's a very simple song lyrically and and it's a very it's it sits more like something from an extreme punk album something from the exploited would have with Watty on vocals or or crass or extreme extreme noise terror uh it it's extreme which you know I love it's just not as musical I don't think as the other albums it goes along at an aggressive pace. It's very sing-along. It just doesn't quite sit with me. Sorry, guys. It feels almost blasphemous to say this about one of your songs or one of, if you're listening, guys, one of the Venom songs. I still love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't skip it. I just, it just doesn't sit with me as well. And I'm sure the band would have songs that they've released and put on albums that just don't sit with them. Um, again, it just feels a little bit unfinished, a little bit rushed, a little bit tacked on. Um... Uh, yeah, so I'm not going to say, I don't want to say any bad about it, because it's not a bad song. If you put it on another album, and probably even if you put it at the end of the album, instead of the mix where it is, I'd probably love it. It doesn't, it's following Carnivorous, you know, it just, it sort of, you need to follow a master stroke like that with a little bit more thought. And I just think that's in the wrong um, area on the album. Anyway, it still is amazing, it's still wonderful, but I just doesn't do it for me. So... Russell Russell and with this next song this is something that says from Tony from Jeff and from um, Aberdon that this is what we are about they're covering 1975 Sabbath classic megalomania very tricky thing to do they could not have done it with Conrad on bass and vocals no way I know Tony, we've talked about this before, He's, we've talked about it because he just released um, a, a an album earlier in the year to uh, raise money for the COVID victims in Italy, uh, Sabatonero, which is basically a Sabbath cover album. Please go and buy it, get it, buy it, put it on your turntable. All the money goes to great ch uh, great cause and it is a fucking great album. All right, I've got my copy. I love my copy. I reviewed it for my uh, for Metal Ruse website. Go and check out the review, www.metalruse.com. Go and check it out. It's an amazing album. You can see why Tony loves Sabbath. This particular song is full of reverence. It's beautifully covered. It doesn't take any liberties. It's not changing anything. It could almost be, and oh God, I'm going to say this, it could almost be Sabbath. You know, Tone's lyric is powerful it's it is sorry his his reverence into to the lyric and his ability to when he spits out the lyric is just beautiful um again um you know his bass covering i mean he's a genius on the bass i'm gonna say it i'm putting it in there i've got several bass players in my life that i listen to i who, as a bass player myself who i adore and he's in that in that one in that list all right so wonderful and then you've got, you know, I mean, it's very difficult, very difficult for a drummer to copy Bill Ward. Very tricky. But Abaddon does it well. 
Mantis or Jeff on on guitars, you know. And I know he's got the rhythm guitar with him as well, Al. But you can always hear Jeff's guitar. He has that sound, and it just is wonderful. Not much more I can say. I mean, most of us here have heard Megalomania off of the Sabotage album. If we haven't stopped this podcast right now, switch over, listen to that, then listen to Primeval, which is available on Spotify, and listen to the two versions, and you'll see there is a wondrous reverence to it. And and again, as I said, right back to beginning this review, musicality only comes from great musicality, this particular song. Right? And then we... We don't take a breath. There's no stopping here, guys. You go, right, I've come out from that. What next? I can't, I can't rest. We go into Insane. Now, this lyric is delicious, okay? The speed is insane. But I said before the carnivorous was fast. This is even more fast. This, this for 89 was furious, all right? You can smell the burning flesh of Jeff's, Jeff's guitar solos. You can you can hear that the thundering kick drums that Abaddon is putting to it's almost you can feel the skin wanting to just explode you've got um, you know Tony's bass pick blurring away at those heavy strings you know it's it's a master stroke of pure rock and roll heavy metal this album is sadly forgotten to the world of people who don't listen to this kind of music they'll go to 89 they're going to go to the black album they're going to go to so that might be 1990 but anyway they were going to go for those big albums they're going to get overlooked and then there were venom fans was oh it's not con it's not chronos i'm not listening to it well all i can say to you if you're one of those people you're in a lot you've missed out on so much good stuff i hope this is out hope this review if you're listening to it makes you go and want to go and listen to the album it's there is a sense of we're coming to the finish line on this album and we want to get faster and faster and we want to get harder and harder and we're going to just it's almost as well guys the joyousness in tones of being with a band he clearly adored um, we would have seen them on the scene they would have played together on the same venues they're around the same time and of course venom were making albums that were selling big where adam craft was still underground you know, to some extent, they sold lots of records, but they weren't making selling the kind of numbers that Venom was selling. They didn't have sell-out tours with uh, Metallica as their support act, and uh, you know, Seven Dates of Hell at, at Hammers of Odeon. So this is this is a cornerstone band. This is as important to rock and roll as the Pistols and to the Beatles and to the Beach Boys and to Black Sabbath and Deep Purple and Motorhead. This is they, they are one of those bands, and t- so he clearly was, you know. Um, oh, scratch, scratch, sorry. He's clearly, you can hear the joyousness in his album. He must have had a great, I don't know, I must ask him one day if he enjoyed recording it, but it clearly sounds like he did. It clearly sounds like he did. Um, so we move from Insane, and then we get to, I think, my second favourite song on this side of the album. I mean, my first favourite song is Insane, the second favourite song on this album, Harder Than Ever. Than ever. What a sing-along classic. It's perfect Venom. It's more Venom and Venomous... Venom, venomous I can't say the word. It's more Venomousy than Venom, if you know what I mean. It's sing-along, it's dramatic. It makes your head shake. It makes your, your feet tap. 
it's a pro of a song. I'm not going to sing. I would. I would can't do uh, um, the vocals and the singing any justice. But the sing-along aspect of it, again, tone puts away the rolling R's. Say that again in a dark night. Puts away his rolling R's, and has this joyous, almost pop-esque attack at at sing-along heavy metal. It's. It's something that's very new wave of British heavy metal. It's very early 80s almost. This is the thing about this album. This album's out of time. It doesn't have a place where you go, oh, that sounds dated. Not once, not once you put this on and go, this sounds dated. Albums from the early late 80s, early 90s, most of them sound very badly produced. You know, they're, they're stretched too many songs to the CD era. They're thin because it's too, they, everyone's got these new digital desks. I'm sure it's probably recorded on on a neve uh, i'll have to check into that where it was recorded but if it was anything to do with if it's got to do with um the producer he would have he would have definitely um def Tauber, he would have definitely used a neve i reckon fantastic sound not much more i can say about it and it truly is one word intense it's intensely fun and then we move swiftly into into the fire this has a very Nick Talbery feel. Now, if you've listened to any Nick Talbery produced albums, this is that. So, in 84, Marillion produced a released um, Fugazi. Now, I'm not going to talk about Marillion here. It's, they are my favourite neo-prog band. Fugazi is one of my favourite albums. Just reissued recently. Fucking amazing. But Nick Talbery produced it. Now, on there, he uses lots of intricate off-the-wall sound effects he likes to create atmosphere and he's done this here in into the into the fire it's got a someone's tuning into a radio in and it hits the radio station and boom you're into the song okay it's uh, very this is Abaddon's time to shine on on the drums here he's um, I've written mellifluous syncopation you say that after five beers mellifluous syncopation so it's it's fluid it's aggressive it's funky it's rhythmic it's almost swing it's like clive burr-esque drum type sound um it has mantis guitar i think this is the second best guitar thing on the album for mantis uh again textured layered clean aggressive fun entertaining God, my keyboard. So I look, tap, tap, tap. Um, I keep saying things like thunderous, but it's true. You know, um, tones, bass, and vocals is. I think it's just the way they've re recorded this, the way that they've mixed it. That you don't lose anything in the mix. Tones, vocals, and bass are provident. The guitars and drum mix beautifully. There's not a bit where you go, I wish I'd lifted that or dropped that or moved that. Again, the only thing I'm, I can say is skeletal dance, but we've covered that. Correct? Uh, Into the Fire, another sing-along classic, another live, dramatic. I'd love to hear this live. Tony, if you hear this, when you come into Canberra, hopefully next year, delayed because of COVID, please, 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 Into the Fire or Harder Than Ever. It's a, You don't have to. I'm clearly not... You're, you're the boss, but I would love to hear that. 
And then we go into the last track of the song. This song, what do I say about it? What can I say about this track? If you know Venom, you'll know a song called Teacher's Pet. Okay. Now, I was raised in the 70s, like a lot of the guys listen to this podcast, like the guys in the band. I mean, a little bit older than me, so they were older in the 70s, but they knew it more than we. Um, we were raised on carry-on movies and 70s sitcoms and a time when you could make a double entendre and you weren't expelled or woked out of existence. Um and this song is that it's it's they even they even quote teacher's pet within the lyric i think this is just their nod nod to conrad nod to his naughtiness um musically it sounds like kiss to me and i know that mantis is a massive massive kiss fan so i think this is his tribute um sonically uh lyrically and stylistically to kiss now you might listen to it and hear go. I don't hear any kiss tone. I do. I hear rock and roll. I hear um, yeah, it's a bit more rude than kiss whatever were, but there's venom. You don't expect venom to be PG. So it's like a X-rated version of a kiss song. It's full of tubble entendres. It's 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 rock and roll. It's just and I bloody love it. I mean it's naughty. Um, I like the way it's at the end because it just—it's like having a good meal, and this is your your fun pudding, right? You've gone through all the meat and gristle of the meal, and this is the end where you get a bit of sweetness, just a bit of a laugh, a little levity and brevity before the album finishes. And at 39 minutes and 50 seconds, it doesn't hang around. Is this the best Venom album? I think it is. Is this the best Venom album without Conrad? Yes, it is. Is this the best Venom album all over? Oops, sorry, probably. Probably not the best of them because, you know, it's very, very hard to go past any of the first three albums. Very, very difficult. Um, purely for the historical meaning and their ability to um, create and, and, and further a musical genre. But is this the best album where a band has got a new vocalist and changed their sound? I think it's on par with Maiden when Bruce came in. Maiden were never going to be any bigger than they were without Bruce. And I think, truly, even though I listened to all the um, Conrad Venom albums, because there are new two Venoms now, there is Venom Inc., which is um, Tony Doolan, Mantis, and the new drummer. I'm sorry, whose name eludes me. One moment. I will get back to you on that. Okay, sorry about that. Yes, it's Jermaine the War Machine Kling. Now, the reason I forgot that name, I'm sorry, Jermaine, is because um, I'm used to Venom Inc. when Abaddon was drummer, but he has left since there's a new drummer and it's in between albums because Abaddon played on uh, Ave. What an amazing album. That's for another podcast. So there are two incantations of Venom. So Venom Inc. and Venom with Comrade and his other band. Um, I love both of them equally as much, possibly more Venom Inc, to be honest, guys, because two of the most you know powerful members of metal are in that band, or three were when Abenham was in the band. Anyway, so, what was I saying? I completely lost my train of thought there because I was looking for his name. Anyway, so, 
is it the best? Yes, it is. Uh, I think it's the. It, like I said, they wouldn't have gone any forward any further without. I think would have bubbled along, of course, but would they have made a classic like Primeval? No. And there are other albums after this that Tony has done, which we'll talk about another time, which again are stone cold classics. Okay, guys. So go out there. It has been reissued. You can buy. The, it's harder to get the vinyl copies now um, because they were only limited. I got the gold one, the yellow one. I've got the yellow cassette and the red cassette, I think. And I've got the CDs. And I've also got the original. I mean, I, I must admit, I have to have them all. It's an old man's folly, but who cares? Anyway, uh, please go out and listen to it. Uh, when you, If they're in your town, if they're in your city, uh, wherever you are in the world, please go and see them. And if you've liked this podcast and you've enjoyed what I've said, um, please like Please leave a review on any of the podcast forums that you, um, you know, ways you listen to podcasts. Uh, I do, I am contactable at uh, heavymetaltones at gmail.com. That's heavymetaltones at gmail.com. Or at my Facebook page, which is Norbum and All Things Metal. That's Norbum and All Things Metal. Come over and say hello. I'd love to know what your favourite Venom songs are. Uh, it, how you feel about this album. Um, and reach out. Um and let me know. I hope you enjoyed the review. It is a stellar album. It's it's musically just a fabulous piece of 35 minutes and 39 minutes and 50 seconds, sorry. Um, anyway, that's me rambling on, getting to the end of my record time. I need another cup of tea. Keep safe, guys. Keep rocking. Put some venom on your stereo, guys, and let it rock. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns